Caldwell's True Life Academy helps intelligent, ambitious people achieve and accomplish amazing things for the purpose of living the life they've always dreamed of. We will show you how to tap into the gifts that we all have been given. True Life Academy gives you the best possible chance of living a life full of wealth, health, love, and personal power. As a certified coach, mediator, speaker, and trainer, Clarence has the skills needed to guide you to the most amazing life you can imagine for yourself, focusing on your relationships, finances, health, and career. So join the Academy and be awakened to your true life, the life you dream of, the life that fulfills your purpose, yes, the life you were intended to live. True Life Academy starts now. Hello, 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 and welcome everyone to True Life Academy. This is Clarence Caldwell, your host, your guide, and your coach for the week. Thank you for joining. I say hello, welcome, and good morning. Yes, morning, no matter what time of day it is where you are, no matter when you're listening to this, I say good morning to you because if you're listening to what we're saying and taking it in and really applying it, then you are literally waking up. You're waking up to your true life, so I say good morning to you. So there's a, uh, a few questions I have for you today. Uh, uh, what are you thankful for? Yes, the attitude of gratitude. What are you thankful for? Can you think of something? I hope you can think of a lot of things. And then secondly, what have you given this week? Have you given something to someone this week, something of value to you? Time, wisdom, energy, money. What have you given this week? And then... What choices have you made based on loving yourself first? Or have you made all your choices based on what everybody else wants? Love yourself first and then choose, and it will be the right choice for them as well as for you. So those are the three things that we always talk about each week, living in gratitude, giving when you can, and loving yourself first and then choosing. And if you've lived that way this past week, then I know you have made an amazing week for the people around you as well as amazing week for yourself. So good morning to you. Now we're going to discuss something uh, this morning because I don't have a, a special guest with me. In fact, I am the special guest and I know it's been a while since I've talked to you directly like this and I'm very, very excited to do it because I've got some really, really good stuff to share with you today. I'm going to, I don't know if, if we could title this this show anything. It, it could be titled a number of things, uh, but I don't know, maybe True North. That would be a title. I'll explain what that means in a, in a bit. Or um, let's just talk about what happens uh, with you from day to day when, when you're either at home, at work, or, or other places in terms of the things that you accomplish. Have you ever had someone take credit for your work <laughs> either at work or in, in some other setting, that, that, that's often um, a little disconcerting because you have either put forth the effort or you've come up with the idea and all of a sudden someone else has either run with it or taken the credit for it, even though it was yours. So not being fully recognized is, it can be a problem. And how about being appreciated? How about being appreciated? Um, I mean, truly appreciated. When someone says, thank you, that's a form of appreciation. But 
I'm talking about being appreciated to the point where it's not just, oh, thank you. It's more of really honoring what it is that you bring to the table every day. Typically at work, well, we bring most of ourselves, if not all of ourselves, to our jobs. And we would love to have someone really appreciate that, I'm sure. But sometimes your boss might just say, ah, good job, thank you. And in many cases, that's enough. I've heard people say, that's all I'm after is just a thank you. Just recognize that, that I did a good job and, and appreciate that. But if that's all you're ever getting, I will offer to you that that's probably not enough. Now, I'm not, I'm not being disrespectful to the people who, <laughs> who appreciate you by saying thank you, but I do want you to know that you deserve, for the amount that you give of yourself, you deserve often more than just thank you. Thank you is great, and, and please don't get me wrong. Living in thanks is one of the things we talk about, living with that attitude of gratitude. And when you are thankful for something, it means more than just saying thank you as well. When you live in that gratitude space, you have a tendency to want to give. That's the next thing we always talk about, living in gratitude and then giving. So if you are being appreciated in the proper way, then it's more than just a thank you that you receive all the time. You will start to receive something from someone who is appreciative of you. All right? So I, I know it sounded a little convoluted, but I want you to understand the, the terms recognition, appreciation, and let's just talk about getting paid. And, and when, I'm, when I say getting paid, I mean being valued. Let's put it that way. Now, it could turn out to be something uh, monetary if you're working and and you're getting recognized and appreciated and, and uh, being really valued at work, it should turn into compensation of some sort, whether it's a bonus or whether it's a raise or whether it, they're just paying you your, your base salary based on what you bring to the table. Those are the three things that I think are very, very important for your career and in other parts of your life as well. Being recognized, being appreciated, and being valued. So do you feel valued at work? You know, I was thinking about uh, value in, in a couple of different ways. And I, uh, I, I saw this article on um, basketball players that were being traded between teams. And one basketball player, which was a really, really good player, was being uh, traded to another team. But the other team had to give in return seven of its players. <laughs> That's how good this one player was. So do you think that that one player was really, really valued? Of course. They were valued so highly compared to what they got in return that it took seven other players to compensate for the value that that one player had. Now, that's kind of a, a monetary thing, and that's a business thing. But let's think about being valued in terms of how people uh, perceive you, how they listen to you, uh, the things that you say, your opinions, as an example. You know, I remember working uh, early, early on in my career when, um, when I was just trying to figure out how to move to the next level of my career. I think I was a manager and I was, you know, I didn't have really a lot of ambition to move to director and vice president and all the way up. 
But I was doing all the right things that were moving me along. And one of those things was um, really expressing myself in a way that people valued what I had to say. And I really felt valued. In fact, one of, the, one of my peers used to uh, joke with me. And uh, some of you might remember this commercial from a long time ago, uh, E.F. Hutton. And if you don't remember what, what it was said, when E.F. Hutton speaks, everyone listens. And he used to joke at me and say, you know, Clarence, when you're in a meeting, it's like E.F. Hutton. When you speak, everyone just gets quiet and they listen. And what that said to me was what I was saying, what my opinion was or my, whatever it is I had to say, it was being valued. It was valued enough for people to stop, lean in, and listen. Now, I will also tell you this. I've had several times in my career where the opposite was also true, where I, I would speak up in a meeting and the conversation would just continue as if I didn't say anything or no one, no one acknowledged that I was even there. You know, when you're not valued, that really, really feels bad. And so being valued at work is very important, not just your opinions, but being, you know, valued in terms of how you're compensated. If you're really valued at work, you will be compensated appropriately. If you're not valued, it will reflect in your paycheck. I can almost guarantee that. Now, it's not directly uh, related, but it will have an effect on your pay. So let's think about that. Are you getting paid enough? Do you, are you getting paid to what you think you're valued? If you're not, we might need to talk about that a little bit and how to raise the value that you bring every day. Now, I know you bring all of yourself to work. You bring all of yourself to the things that you do, whether it's at home, at play, or at work. But are you being recognized for what you bring? Are you being appreciated for what you bring? Are you being valued for what you bring? Those are very, very important pieces. Many of the people that I talk to, and I've done, uh, I've done a ton of, literally a ton of surveys that, uh, where I ask my clients and uh, potential clients what some of the challenges they have and some of the things that they're going through at work. And these three things pop to the top of the list quite often. Now, they can be formulated in, in different terms, and we'll, we'll talk about how they're really perceived because one of the ways they're perceived, these terms are perceived as, uh, or at least the impact to the individual, is that they don't really have a level of job satisfaction or they don't feel secure. You know, if you're not recognized, you're not appreciated, you're not valued and getting paid what you value, uh, if, if your answer was no to the questions that I ask about someone, you know, appreciating you or being valued at work, uh, or, or if someone's taking credit for your work and you're not being recognized, then you're likely concerned, if not openly, underneath, you're likely concerned with your job longevity. You know, that's the job security. If you're not being valued or appreciated and other people are taking credit, it's almost a given that you're not very long for whatever it is you're doing. 
Now, hopefully all three of those things are not missing for you and that you have a level of job security that helps you feel good and sleep well at night. But if you don't, I'm going to help you today or this morning. I'm going to help you find your true north and resolve that. We're going to take a a break here shortly, but when we come back, I'm going to give you the real key to turning all of that around. It resides within you. I don't know if you knew that. So when we come back from the break, we'll talk about how to get appreciated, how to get recognized, and how to get paid. We'll be right back. Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. How's your job going these days? Stop the frustration with your career. Give yourself the advantage in breaking through to the next level. What you will need to be successful are the insights and strategies that will work for you. Hi, this is Clarence Caldwell. You know me from True Life Academy, a powerful podcast that is reaching millions of people around the world. What you may not know is that I've spent many years as an executive for some of the largest companies in the United States. Whether you're trying to break the $200,000 income barrier or just wanting a fulfilling career, our leadership mentor programs are just what you need. Visit me at ClarenceCaldwell.com or call us at 8883 090917. That's 8883 Your time is now. Let's break through to the next level of your career. We often ask, is that all there is? Why is this happening to me? Why am I always broke? How am I going to survive this mess? Then join Dr. Geraldine Tegeloff for Nature Spirits Speak, 7 p.m. Tuesday evenings on Toginet.com. Geraldine is a metaphysician, nature intuitive, and prosperity coach who shares with you how she went from totally broke to living what she would call her perfectly prosperous life. Through the combination of a wealth of metaphysical knowledge and her amazing ability as an intuitive, Geraldine brings to you the secrets of her magical journey of healing emotionally, spiritually, and financially. As with the ancient seers and master teachers, Geraldine has a unique gift of being able to connect to the simple yet profound messages brought to us by Mother Nature and happily shares these through today's note to self on her webpage, naturespiritspeak.com. If you need help with your journey, why not connect with Geraldine during her show, Nature Spirit Speak, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to True Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. Okay, so we're talking about being recognized, being appreciated, and being valued. And sometimes being valued shows up in getting paid, but it's not always about money. You know, these three things are important in your work life, but they're also important in your personal life. Are you recognized for the things that you do every day, for the people around you, for your friends, for your family? Are you appreciated? I mean, truly appreciated, more than just the thank you. Are you valued? Do people seek out your opinion? Uh, Do they lean in? Are you an E.F. Hutton type 
where when you speak, everyone listens, or do they just ignore what you have to say? I will tell you, what I'm going to share with you to, this morning is about the, your true north and how that can truly, truly turn those things around for you, not only at work, but in your life as well. Now, everything that I'm, I'm talking about is, is primarily aimed at your work life, your career. But again, it's, it transcends, it, it just, it overcomes all of those obstacles in all parts of your life. And if you're not answering those questions that I ask about being appreciated, being valued, being recognized properly, then it really is something that we need to consider uh, addressing immediately. You know, because it's more than just your job security on the line. You know, you know, when we talk about job security, one of the things that comes up is, is your ego. You know, people like to have a good job. Uh, men primarily, men kind of identify with their work. Well, you, somebody asks, us, well, you know, what do you do? And then men go on for a half hour talking about their job. Uh, and so men are really, really honed in on that. Women sometimes as well. But this is more of an ego thing. You want to be able to share what your accomplishments are. You want to be able to tell people that you have this this uh, title, I, you know, I'm the grand poopah of Starbucks or whatever it is. I mean, those things are okay in terms of being able to share with someone what you do, but it really doesn't speak to who you are. And your job security is important to both of those, not only who you are, but what you do. And um, also job security means a lot to us because it often means how prepared are we going to be for our future, being able to save up enough money for retirement or for our kids' uh, college or being able to support the family. You know, if you lose your job, that hits you in a lot of different ways. It hits you in this ego area because it's kind of embarrassing. It hits you in, this, uh, in your pocketbook because now there's a, a lack of funds. And it also hits you emotionally in terms of uh, feeling, let's say, feeling mm, self-sufficient, that you can make it on your own. You know, that's important for us to be able to survive and make it on our own. We don't really need anyone else as long as we can, uh, you know, we can fend for ourselves. We're independent. That independence means a lot to a lot of people. And so when your job security is lacking, if it's weak, then those things are really what's behind it. And it really will affect your entire life, not just your work, but it'll affect you at home. It will affect you when you're playing. It will affect you when you're obviously at work and you are not going to be fully present as long as that insecurity sits in the back of your mind, in the back of your heart, in the back of your brain that says, you know, I, I, my job isn't really all that secure. I'm not getting the recognition. I'm not being appreciated. I'm not being valued. All those are pointing to my job security issue. So I, I really, really encourage you to take a look at those things and determine where you are. And if you're okay, beautiful. What I'm going to share with you will just make you that much better. If you're kind of lacking in any of those areas, then really pay attention because what I can share with you will really, really help uh, you move past that, uh, that roadblock of job security. Now, I did also mention that 
this speaks to an issue of job satisfaction also. You know, when, when we talk about being satisfied with your job, it's more than, you know, liking the work that you do. You know, many people like the job that they have in terms of the work. So if you're a very technical person and um, you've got a technical job, you might really, really love, you know, playing with the, the widgets and, and fixing things. And, and so you like the work. You love the work. But the work is not the job necessarily. Because if you're not getting recognized, if you're not being appreciated, you're not being valued, that's the job. And you can be very dissatisfied with your job, even though you might really love the work. I hope that makes sense to you. And the two, uh, because the two are not connected, they're not directly connected. But it's great when you have both, don't you think? Having job satisfaction really speaks to having both. Being recognized, appreciated, and valued, and liking what you do. There are so many people that do work that they don't really like. They might have a great boss, work for a great company. They might get the appreciation. They might be getting paid a lot. They might be getting recognized, but they hate the work that they're doing. Uh, that's kind of miserable. If you don't like the work you're doing, sometimes there isn't enough money to pay you. Now, some, some of you say, yeah, if you pay me enough, I'll do whatever. But I will tell you this, over a period of time, if you're doing something that really doesn't speak to you, that you really don't like, there's going to be a voice inside of you crying out constantly to fulfill that other part of you that's being neglected. And so even though you're recognized, appreciated, valued, if you're not doing the work that you really want to do, you're going to lose out on the job satisfaction. As I mentioned, the other way is, is also true. If you love the work you do, but you're not getting fulfilled in these other areas of recognition, appreciation, and value, you're not going to have job satisfaction. So it all has to work together. And uh, hopefully you, you understand that it's not very complicated. I never give you anything that's so complicated that you just can't understand it. It's always pretty simple, but it's not always easy. It's simple, but not easy. And that's kind of my mantra because I love things that are simple because if they're simple, you can grasp it, you can do something with it. Even though it's not easy, sometimes you have to work with it and work with it and work with it and practice and practice and practice before it becomes easier. It's like playing golf. Golf is a very simple sport. You get a club, you swing, you hit the ball, and you keep hitting it until it goes in the hole. Very simple, but not very easy. It takes a lot of practice, a lot of practice to do that well. But I love the sport because it's simple. It is straightforward. You don't have to rely on a lot of different things. To It's you. It's you, the club, and the ball. And, uh, you know, you've got other issues out there that make it complex. The weather, the, the grain of the green, and all of those things. But if it's simple, you'll do it. If it's not easy, that just means you need to practice. And so what I'm sharing with you is simple, but it may not be that easy. So although you're going to get the simple solutions to this morning, you're going to get the simple solutions today. 
it may not be as easy as it might sound, as I may make it sound, but I want to get through it so that you really understand the simplicity of it. Now, the one thing I, I do want to uh, share with you before we go into the true north is um, something that comes up also with the clients that I have and the people that I've interviewed. Um, and, and so let me ask you, um, are you... Uh, are you a what you would consider a minority? Are you Hispanic? Are you African American? Are you differently abled, handicapped? Are you gay or lesbian and out of the closet, so to speak? Um, because if you're out as a gay or lesbian person, then you are seen, I guess, as a minority. Uh, are you a woman? Women are seen as minorities. Even though women make up half the uh, population in the U.S., they're still seen as a minority. You know, all of those areas, all of those, those classes of people I just named are considered minorities. But I want to share with you something about this issue of being a minority, because a lot of people that I've talked to use that as um, I, I won't say justification, but they use it as a reason why certain things aren't happening for them. And I, I just want to, first of all, I want to dispel any myths around this. Uh, and I also want to help you understand what powers you really do have as a woman, as African-American, as a handicapped person, as a gay or lesbian person, that that. It's not about the number that you fit into, because one way of measuring minorities is by numbers. Well, there's more white males than there are African-Americans. So African-Americans are minority, if you just use numbers. There are more white males than there are handicapped people. So white males are majority and handicapped people are minority. So if you just use numbers, you can play that game. But the issue with women tells us a different story because women are not outnumbered. In fact, in the U.S., many uh, uh, estimate that women outnumber men, but still women are considered a minority. So it's not the number. So what is it? If it's not the number, then it must be something else. And that something else is, I'll just call it power. Powerlessness, if that's a word, creates what a minority is. If you don't have the power, then you are a minority. Uh, this played out so very clear in South Africa, where the majority, in terms of numbers, were considered the minority. And I'll talk to you more about that at, on the other side of the break. We, we're going into another break here, and I've got so much else to share with you. But I want to get past this piece because this one holds people back. And so we'll be back right after these messages. And when, I'm, and when we do, I'll uh, give you some insight. And I'll also uh, share with you this, this solution, the true north. We'll be right back. Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming. 
screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lipman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. So job security and job satisfaction are important. We know that. And we all seek those things, but we go about them in many different ways. And in trying to make that happen, uh, we often miss the, the the real thing that's standing in the way. Now, I'll just give you an example. Um, when I was uh, really uh, doing, uh, in, early on in my career, I was I was at a uh, a place where I knew I wanted a little bit more, um, and it wasn't that I was dissatisfied with my job, but I knew I would be more satisfied if I had gotten a little bit more recognition a little bit more appreciation and a little and and being valued just a little more and and so i often sought out how i could be more recognized for the things that i was doing i was really bringing to the table how i was being appreciated um more than just a thank you from the boss uh and how i was being seen i call this optics if you're if the optics around you um is really about how people refer to you, how they see you when you're not in the room, how they talk about you, how they think of you. Those are the optics. And, and so I wanted to kind of manage those optics as well because I couldn't always be in the room. And when you're not in the room, you don't want to have to worry about what are they saying about me? <laughs> if that's what you're thinking when you're not in the room, you've got an issue with job security. You have an issue that's going to affect your job satisfaction. So um, really being able to manage that, not only the recognition and the appreciation and the value, but the optics 
is really, really important as well. And, and there's a really, really uh, good way and easy way to do that. When I was in that space of, of wanting to move my career forward, um, I started talking to people that I wouldn't normally talk to. In fact, I had a conversation with um, a gentleman who was not even in my department uh, about just things in general. I got to know him. Uh, but then I started really understanding where he was and what was going on with him. And I learned so much just watching him and watching the struggles that he had without even sharing my own story with him, just watching him work through the issue of this, the thing called optics, uh, that he was nervous about what people were saying about him. He was nervous about how people saw him. And uh, I remember at that time, this was many years ago, I remember at that time saying to him, hey, it really doesn't matter what they're saying in there because, you, first of all, you're not going to know. <laughs> so for you to waste your energy, your effort, your, your emotions on what they could be saying is only going to hurt you because now you're going to try to adjust based on what you think they might be saying. And your adjustment to meet their needs is not going to meet their needs. First of all, you don't know what it is. Secondly, even if you, were, if you knew what they were saying and you tried to change yourself to meet their needs, you probably wouldn't do it very well because it wouldn't be you. So um, it was a, a real lesson for me to watch someone else go through this issue and struggle through it because they, were, they felt really insecure about their job and they weren't very satisfied. So you know, I just share that with you because it's really important that if you don't have the satisfaction, it will affect you. It'll affect how you are seen by others. I mean, certainly me, when I looked at that young man, I, I, I saw him as, um, when I initially met him, I saw him as, oh, it's a good guy to know. He's fairly well positioned. But after learning about his insecurities there, I saw him um, as a weaker player. And as a weaker player, he would not be one that I would consider being a teammate with or hiring if I was the hiring manager. So you can hurt yourself in the long run by being insecure. You look insecure. People can feel that. There's an energy about you when you're insecure. Uh, you might think you're holding it down, but when you're insecure, people know it. People can fear, uh, feel and uh, see and sense fear. They can sense that insecurity. Uh, and and I, I just offer that to you because if you're feeling that way, you're not the only one that knows it. Other people know that you feel that way. So um, just, a, just a tidbit for you. Anyway, I went a, a little off message here. And oh, oh, by the way, I don't really have a, a, a script, if you will. You know, it's kind of funny because when I started this show a couple of years ago, it was a, it was a, I was so, so nervous. I, I, you know, I, I can't even describe the feeling that I had on my very first show. And on that show, I was so nervous that days, maybe a week beforehand, I was trying to figure out what to talk about. I was writing out different things to talk about. And when I finally figured out what to talk about a couple of days ahead of time, I wrote it out word for word for word for word. And, I, you know, if you were to go back 100, 
120 plus shows and listen to that first show, you would you would hear um, that you probably didn't pick up then, but you would hear now that I was literally reading every word I said. <laughs> now, obviously, I'm not doing that today. I'm just talking to you. But at that time, I was so insecure that I just got outside of myself and just said, this is what people want to hear. And I'm going to, I'm going to change whatever it is I really am to become what I think people want. And I wrote it out. And I word for word for word for word. I had 15 pages that I written. It's, it could probably be a book. It's not a very good book, but it, was, it could probably go into a, a chapter of a book. And, and so it took me a while, obviously, to understand that I was not being truly me at that time. Now, the content was good. Don't get me wrong. I was being very authentic about the content, but I was not being very authentic about the delivery because I did not know essentially that just being me was enough. And there are many people who don't want to hear me and that's okay. Being me is not enough for them and that's okay. I'm good with that. But people who are not good with that, being you is not good enough for them then you might be worried that being you is not good enough and it will make you insecure and it will create a level of fear in you that can be sensed. It can be smelt. Let me tell you, fear has a stench to it and uh, people pick up on it. All right. So anyway, again, off script, but I just wanted to share that with you. But what I did want to talk to you about uh, was really how to get past all of that. You know, sometimes uh, we don't uh, understand that we have the answer ourselves, that we look to others to provide the answer to our, our issues. And as I was talking about minorities as an example, um, that the numbers in your group don't make you a, a minority. It's the amount of power, the powerlessness that really creates the minority in you, if you will. And I used South Africa as an example where uh, the blacks were um, in the majority in terms of numbers, but they were in a minority in terms of power. And, and so it's really not the numbers. In fact, if you look at the numbers in the U.S., the power, let's say the power base in the U.S. lies in those who have um, they're elected to elected officials. Um, they set policy. These are the politicians, and the po politicians in the U.S. are predominantly white male. And so that's where the power is, and everyone else is a minority in terms of the, the way that word is defined here. And so understand that you're not really in the minority. You are a part of the majority. If you're handicapped, black, Hispanic, gay, lesbian, a woman, you're really a part of the majority of this country. So in terms of numbers, but understand that the powerlessness that we take on as quote unquote minorities puts us in that, uh, into, into that uh, definition of minority. I'm going to just share with you briefly, for those of you who who might not understand the, how this, this plays out um, and how we're seen as minorities, where the, whether you're handicapped, Hispanic, gay, lesbian, a woman, it, it plays out in a certain way. And first of all, 
there is a emotion that is tied to your belief or your recognition of being a minority. That emotion um, might be uh, fear. It might be disappointment. It might be angry. You might be angry. I mean, whatever the emotion is, being in the minority has an emotional attachment to it. It's pure and simple. Those who are at the top of the food chain have a certain um, uh, ego attached, and those who are lower in the food chain have a certain um, emotion attached. And that emotion plays out. Um, You either feel that you might be inferior um, or you might be oppressed. And there are women I know who feel inferior to men. There are blacks who feel that they are oppressed by white men. Uh, And so that creates even more emotion, maybe anger and grief or despair or depression. Those are subtle emotions that get worked up and worked around with this issue of being a minority. And so how does that play out? It plays out in certain behavior. It plays out in certain language. And then that behavior and that language is seen by the quote unquote majority then you kind of really set the wall up between majority and minority. And um, you become subservient, if you will. And, and, you know, some women just resign to the fact that they're, they're lesser than men. And, and so their behavior shows that. And they become subservient and they surrender to that. Um, others who might think, uh, you know, whether you're Hispanic or otherwise, you might get angry about it. And your behavior will reflect that. So there's this battle, if you will, internal emotional battle that goes on that needs to be addressed. And I really want to address that with you. I can't do it here tonight, but I want to be able to help you through that because being a minority does not mean that you're outnumbered. It's about the level of power that you feel you have within you. And I'm telling you, I will tell you right now, you are so very powerful. So very powerful. If you knew, you'd consider yourself a majority. So we're going to take another break. And, and I promise you, we'll get to True North when we get back on this last segment. We'll be back right after this. Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. We often ask, is that all there is? Why is this happening to me? Why am I always broke? How am I going to survive this mess? Then join Dr. Geraldine Tegeloff for Nature Spirits Speak, 7 p.m. Tuesday evenings on Toginet.com. Geraldine is a metaphysician, nature intuitive, and prosperity coach who shares with you how she went from totally broke to living what she would call her perfectly prosperous life. Through the combination of a wealth of metaphysical knowledge and her amazing ability as an intuitive, Geraldine brings to you the secrets of her magical journey of healing emotionally, spiritually, and financially. As with the ancient seers and master teachers, Geraldine has a unique gift of being able to connect to the simple yet profound messages brought to us by Mother Nature and happily shares these through today's note to self on her webpage, naturespiritspeak.com. If you need help with your journey, why not connect with Geraldine during her show, Nature Spirit Speak, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central on toginet.com. 
Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lipman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. Okay, so with this newfound knowledge, if you will, that you are a minority only because you choose to be a minority, uh, hopefully that empowers you, at least the knowledge of that empowers you to uh, begin to act differently. Because if you um, believe you're a minority, you will what? You will feel like a minority. And if you feel like a minority, you will act like a minority. And if you act like a minority, you will be treated like a minority. And if you're treated like a minority, you're going to get less than what you deserve. It's really that simple. Um, So someone can tell you you are whatever they want to tell you you are. It doesn't matter what someone tells you that they think you are. It matters what you think you are. And so when uh, I, I'm looking for another word to use because minority is so disempowering. It already says that you're less than. Just by the numbers, you're less than. And I've just proven to you that you're not less than. Even by the numbers, you're actually more than. So if you're in that minority group gay, lesbian, black, Hispanic, women, handicapped, that group is larger than any other group in America. You put all that group together, larger than any other group. So you're not in the minority. And if you begin to have a majority type mindset, you will see a difference in your life right away. I hold that in me all the time. When people look at me or respond to me as if I'm a quote-unquote minority, it, it almost makes me laugh a little bit. It used to bother me when I was younger because I bought into it. But now it's like, huh, whatever. I know who I am. And this is, this is what I want to share with you because if you don't know who you are, uh, you will accept what it is that is given to you. And, and uh, quite frankly, it will, you know, if, if you're talking about your job, you're underrepresented in policies, et cetera, you're going to get lower, you're going to be perceived as of a lower value. You want to be valued? you got to see yourself as valued first. And you're going to get lower pay. Everything lowers when you take on that role of being something less than. All right, so I, I just encourage you to shift that mindset. Um, but here's the deal. To overcome all of that, Uh, I want you to use the compass. The compass 
let the compass lead you. And if you don't know what a compass, I, I know you know what a compass is, but if you don't know how it operates, here, here's how it operates very simply. Um, the earth is, has a magnetic force uh, within it, within its core. There's a magnetic field within the earth. And the, if you've seen those compasses that you hold, the little needle on it, it's got two sides to the needle. One says north and one says south. And what happens is because the north repels the north and the south is attracted to the north, that needle spins around so that the south end of that magnetized needle points toward the north magnification or magnetization of the earth. So the south end of the needle points north. But what happens on the compass is they relabel everything on the compass so it looks like that's the north end of the needle. But that's really the south end of the needle that's pointing north. So it's a little bit of a, a mind trick for you. And if, if, you know, whatever that's worth for you, it might help you in a trivia game. But it's really the south end of the needle that's pointing north. But that's the true north. And what I call true north is really about what's inside of you, your true north, that you own your own circumstances, whether it's personal or professional, that you have a personal and professional ownership. Um, if I were using corporate speak, I'd say personal and professional leadership. You have to have that ownership, that leadership of yourself. That means you're not considering yourself a minority, that you truly understand who you are. That, that's why we talk on True Life Academy. We talk a lot about who you truly are because that is where the essence of your power lies. It lies within your knowing that, knowing your true north. You know, if you don't know, you know, where you are, your true north, how are you ever going to lead anyone else? If you want to be a leader, you've got to know where you are. You've got to know where you're going or you can't effectively lead anyone else. So those of you who are in, in, in business and want to be considered leaders, you know, you could learn all the leadership lingo and 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 understand the tactics and the strategies and build systems and planning around setting goals and process and hiring the right people and measuring the right things. All of those things are great tactics, strategies. But if you haven't worked on who you truly are, if you haven't worked on understanding your true north first, none of that is going to be long-lasting. You are going to struggle with those things. You know, one of the things that uh, I have this thing that's called um, uh, the five things to avoid to save your job. And the fifth thing on that list is not being someone that you're not, not trying to be something that others might expect you to be. So if you're in a position and, and you think others want you to be a certain way and you try to be that, you are not following your true north. And in doing so, there's a couple of things that will happen. First of all, you won't be authentic and it will show. It, people will kind of see that you're uncomfortable being trying to be something you're not. Secondly, it's tiring. <laughs> it's really tiring because you got to remember, oh, when I'm around this person, I need to be this way. When I'm around that person, I need to be that way. You're, it's going to be so tiring to you, you're going to burn out very, very quickly. And, and so you're going to be in, it's going to be an interpret, you're going to be interpreted as someone who has 
very poor leadership skills. And so if you truly want to be an effective leader, you must know where your true north is. Now, what do I mean by true north? Um, when I say true north, I mean really understanding what it is that you um, desire, what it is that you want, and what you are willing to do to get it. And, and some people call this your big why, why you want it. Why do you want that? Is it big enough for you? Do you, wanna, do you want this job because it's more money? Is that your big why? Do you want the job because you're going to leave a legacy? you want this job because you really love the work and you love working with people? Do you want it, this job because it does something for you emotionally? What is your big why? And if you're not clear about your big why, if you're not clear about what I call the will and desire that you have, you're not going to be facing true north. You're going to be doing something for another reason. You're going to be a doctor because everybody in your family was a doctor, and that's what you think you should do. If that's not your true north, give up that dream of being a doctor and do what is really speaking to you. Now, this isn't advice. I'm not giving any advice over here, but I'm just giving you something to think about. Because if you get on the bus to Abilene, along with everyone else, um, you're going you're gonna to miss out. And, and I, first of all, let me, let me explain this bus to Abilene. This was raised to me many years ago. Someone said that to me, and I, and I didn't know what it was about. Um, essentially, in fact, I pulled it up here um, while we were at the break. And uh, I'll just read this quick story to you. And you'll know what I mean when I say being on the bus to Abilene. On a hot afternoon visiting in Coleman, Texas, the family is comfortably playing dominoes on a porch until the father-in-law suggests that they take a trip to Abilene, 53 miles north, for dinner. The wife says, sounds like a great idea. The husband, despite having reservations because the drive is long and hot, thinks that his preferences must be out of step with the group and says, sounds good to me. I just hope your mother wants to go. The mother-in-law then says, of course I want to go. I haven't been to Abilene in a long time. The drive is hot, dusty, and long. When they arrive at the cafeteria, the food is as bad as the drive. They arrive back home four hours later, exhausted. One of them dishonestly says, it was a great trip, wasn't it? The mother-in-law says that actually she would rather have stayed home, but went along since the other three were so enthusiastic. The husband says, I wasn't delighted to be doing what we were doing either. I only went to satisfy the rest of you. The wife says, I just went along to keep you happy. I would have had to be crazy to want to go out in the heat like that. The father-in-law then says, the only, I only suggested it because he thought the others might be bored. The group sits back, perplexed, that together they decided to take a trip which none of them wanted. They each would have preferred to sit comfortably, but did not admit it when they still had time to enjoy the afternoon. So are you on a bus to Abilene because everybody else says that that's where they want to go? When you really want something else, I'm going to encourage you to get off of that bus if that's not where you want to go. If you're, if you're being driven to do something that is really not in you, think about that one and take some personal ownership 
This is the personal leadership that we're talking about right now, not the professional leadership that has to do with systems and strategies and tactics to get ahead in career. But take the personal leadership of your own circumstance. Know your true north. Establish that first. When you've done that, amazing things will happen for you. Amazing things will happen for you. Then, as you move forward in the world, you will not be considered, you won't consider yourself a minority, number one. Secondly, you'll be recognized for what you bring to the table because it's you. No one else can bring that. No one else can take credit for being you. You are you. You'll be appreciated, not by everyone, but you'll be, the people who do appreciate you will truly appreciate you. And what you bring will be of the utmost value to so many people. Again, not everyone, but we're not here to please everyone. You must start with your true north. You'll gain that recognition. You'll gain the level of appreciation for what you bring, and you will be valued. Now, if you want job satisfaction and job security, that is the way to do it. Not trying to play the game, not getting on the bus to Abilene, that will wear you out, and it won't be worth it at the end of the day. So that's our true north discussion today. Find your true north, and I, I can almost guarantee you'll get to where you're going, and people will follow. That's all we had today. I really, really appreciate you joining. Thank you so much. Live in thanks. Give when you can. Love first and then choose, and we'll see you again next week. That's what I know, and I'm sharing it with you. Take care, everyone. for joining us on today's True Life Academy. Certified coach, trainer, and motivational speaker, Clarence Caldwell, returns next week at this same time to share his keys to success to help you achieve the life you dream of. Yes, the life you were intended to live.